your home of the Pens and the best Pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh and iHeart Radio Station. This segment brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. I've watched the video of the Clareton Manesson brawl about 50 times now, and that is just unacceptable. Any students involved who ran onto the court should be immediately suspended. Both teams should be given a loss. Fans should not be permitted to attend either team's games for the rest of the season or next year. They should have to play in an empty gym. I was in a basket brawl in high school. Now it was a little different. I went to Lebo, our biggest rivals, Upper St. Clair. It was an away game in St. Clair, the home of the Tequila Cowboy, Todd Haley. The players started pushing and shoving. After the game, both teams' fans rushed the court. There were some punches thrown. I actually think a St. Clair administrator whacked someone. Anyway, it was Lebo and St. Clair. So a bunch of cake eaters. A bunch of kids with pop collars fighting a bunch of kids decked head-to-toe in North Face attire. The trash talk consisted of St. Clair fans chanting, We have buses. The Lebo kids responded with, We have sidewalks. Needless to say, it did not escalate to the level of Maness and Clareton, which looked like the malice of the palace. 412-333-9939. 412-333-WXDX. Phil Kessel winning the Art Ross is inspiration for the everyman. Phil Kessel's not fat. He's pleasantly plump. He's big bone, he's skinny, fat, he's lumpy, husky, chubby. But here's a fact. Phil Kessel looks like the average, everyday American dude. That's because Phil Kessel is the average, everyday American dude. Phil Kessel probably goes to drive through at McDonald's and supersizes. Probably gets the Biggie Fry at Wendy's, probably gets the extra Chick-fil-A sauce with his chicken. Not a public speaker. He's awkward as all get out in an interview. He's quietly funny. He's delightfully weird. He's also got the hair of a newborn baby. Patchy. Not at all thick. Looks like it's still growing in, even though we know it's all falling out. Now, Sidney Crosby's given me some great memories. Like, Mark, I want the Penguins to win. The Penguins have held the key to my happiness the last two summers and beyond. Evgeny Malkin was the Conn Smythe winner in 2009. That dude made college Crowley a happy dude. Crosby made domesticated Crowley a happy guy by winning the last two years. So I love those guys. Them's my peeps. But Crosby's got a supermodel girlfriend, although he keeps that on the down low. He's pretty hot. He's also got a six-pack, drinks water at parades because all he cares about is hockey. Everyone and their mother is getting hammered at the Pittsburgh Penguins parade. No one was eating feces. But they're all getting hammered, slanging back brews, and Sidney Crosby standing there with an Aquafina. Malkin, he's funny, he's charismatic, he's a Russian superstar. As much as I love those guys, as much as I love Gino, as much as I love Sid, I can't relate to them. Those are the guys who would have made fun of me in high school. I mean, they're both nice people, but you know what I'm saying. Phil Kessel got run out of town in Boston. If I were him, I'd wear that as a badge of honor. What a bunch of wankers. But he was chased out of town in Toronto because he didn't play hard enough. His former coach said, all he does is score goals. Right, like, that's a big problem, douchebag. Phil's misunderstood. He's a weirdo. He's looked at as kind of an out-of-shape loser kind of guy. 
Does that sound familiar? He's you. Yeah, you, out there on the turnpike right now. Out there on 376. He's you. He's me. He's the everyman. I know in high school, I was always the weird, goofy kid with stupid hair. Phil Kessel's that guy now. Phil Kessel's an outcast who's finally found his place. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and I'm pulling for his chubby ass to be the next Art Ross Trophy winner in the National Hockey League. Who's with me? 412-333-9939. 412-333-WXDX. Here's the way that I look at the scoring race right now as it relates to the Penguins. I said this before. Crosby's the Penguins' best player. Kessel's been the Penguins' most consistent player. And Evgeny Malkin's playing the best of the three right now. I think Malkin's the most likely Penguin to bring home the award at this point. He's playing like the Geno who won the scoring title the first time. Geno gets this bad rap that he takes plays off and nights off. And I'll agree with that to an extent, certainly. But recent Geno has been the guy who wants to rally everyone. Think of the loss a couple of years ago, 4 nothing, to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'll never forget it, because I thought the Penguins were done. Their dynasty over. I was in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. I'm reading Twitter, and the Penguins just didn't show up that night. And Evgeny Malkin came out after the game, and he said, we sucked. And he held his teammates accountable. And he held himself accountable. I think Evgeny Malkin is motivated not to get out from underneath Sid's shadow, but to be a reason that the Penguins win. To be the reason the Penguins win. So I think he is going to continue to play at this high level. The only thing that scares me in that prediction is that he tends to get nicked up. And over the last two years, at the end of the season, he has gotten nicked up. Phil Kessel, <laughs> he ain't getting hurt. And Crosby very rarely goes down unless it's severe, so let's just all knock on wood there. 412-922. Oh, I knew that would happen, given the number for the Crowley show. 412-333-9939. It's a damn crutch. 412-333-WXDX. Josh next up on the line here on 105.9. Hello, Josh. Hey, what's up, Alex? How are you? Not too bad, buddy. Hey, um, the segment before Lavs came on, you had made a comment about um, name a great coach and I name the quarterback that got him there. My example for that would be uh, John Gruden. I mean, he played with the Raiders with uh, uh, Rich Gannon and then went on to win a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson, I think, at the helm with the Buccaneers. Neither one of those are outstanding quarterbacks. It's a good point, Josh. The exception is always this. If you've got an unbelievable historic defense, you can get it done with almost anything. Peyton Manning sucked a couple of years ago with the Broncos, but that defense was really great for this era. Uh, the Ravens in 2000, they did not have a good quarterback. <laughs> Obviously, they had Trent Dilfer, but they had a historic defense, so they were able to win. Uh, you go back to that Tampa team, that defense had Hall of Famers. They had Aaron Brooks, they had Warren Sapp, they had John Lynch, who's handing out big checks, by the way, right now, uh, giving Jimmy G all that money. You can win if you've got a great defense, but those Hall of Fame-type defenses, those once-in-a-generation type defenses, they're really hard to build. Thanks for the call, man. 412-333-9939. There's always an exception, right? And maybe I should have given Josh a little bit more hell there. There's always the guy who brings up the exception and tries to play gotcha. Hey, Josh, thanks for being respectful. 
But I'm giving you facts, and you're trying to find the outliers. And I don't like that. Let's go to John in the car. Hello, John. Hey, how you doing? I'm I. How are you? Good. Hey, I get how you uh, wouldn't like the onside kick call, but I don't know how you can just flat out want to say that was a terrible call. Our defense could not get off the field all day long. Couldn't stop Jacksonville one time when we needed to. So what made you think we were going to get off the field and kick to them again? Because I realized that the other teams got a coach too. And as we saw in the New England game, when they had a chance, Jacksonville did, to put the game away, when they had an opportunity to continue to play football and not get conservative, they said, F it, we're getting conservative. And as well as Blake Bortles played all game long in that game, in my mind, I thought there's no way they're letting him put that ball in the air. None. And he didn't when they were down there, and he wouldn't have if they were certainly in the shadow of their own goal line. So I think you have to understand what the coaches on the other side are going to do and the personnel that they have. They weren't throwing that football, and they didn't. Thanks, John. Four one two three 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 WXDX. Up next, we allowed to do this? Play a game of Ask Crowley anything? Why not? I'm game. It can help you get to know me. Plus, Jim Rutherford's biggest hidden strength and one penguin that I think should be untouchable in any trade situation. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. It's Adam Crowley filling in for Mark Madden. One zero five nine. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. No one wants to hear your life story. What do you want to say on my radio show? Hey, yo, Mike. Mark, how you doing? Call me Mike. DX at 105.9. Jamie Alexiak makes his big return to Dallas tonight. To face his former mates. Well, his teammates. Whatever he wants to do off the ice, that is his business. I wonder if Jamie Alexiak is going to get a standing ovation tonight. I would imagine not. I would doubt that they would do a video. I like Jamie Alexiak, though. That guy? He's playing good hockey. He's better than Matt Hunwick. Matt Hunwick's okay if he's your seventh defenseman. You can survive with that. You don't want him in your everyday lineup. Not when you got a guy like Jamie Alexiak. Not when you got a guy like Ian Cole. Both players are better than Hunwick. I had Jesse Marshall of The Athletic on my show yesterday. ESPN Pittsburgh, 4 o'clock until 7, iHeartRadio. Listen during Mark Madden commercial breaks from here on out. Jesse Marshall's tremendous. And he said that Alexiak was one of the worst defensemen in the league when he played for Dallas. He's been fabulous for Pittsburgh. How many times have we seen that big dude lead in the rush? He can skate. He's got great reach. He's been superb. Now, obviously, I'm not comparing him to Carlson. I'm not saying he's McDonough for the New York Rangers. I'm not saying he's Chris Letang. He's superb on the Jamie Alexiak grading scale. He's been a coup. Good to have that guy here in the Berg. He's playing a career-high 1750 in ice time. He's got a plus-six rating. He had never been better than an even player in Dallas. He was a minus-23 in his six years there. Penguins have a knack for finding disasters on the back end and turning them into success stories here in Pittsburgh. Justin Schultz really was the worst defensive player in the league when the Penguins brought him in. He finished 10th in the Norris Trophy voting last year. Hello! Big improvement. Trevor Daly, awful in Chicago. Awful! He didn't know what he was doing out there. He wasn't a system fit. It was a disaster. But that guy was one of the reasons the Penguins beat the Capitals two years ago. Chris Letang was suspended. That guy played like Chris Letang. He was the first guy Sidney Crosby handed the Stanley Cup to. GMJR gets a lot of credit 
Hell, he should. He's built the last two Stanley Cup winners. But he should get more credit for finding these diamond-in-the-rough defensemen. Hell, Ben Lovejoy, even. When he traded to pray for Lovejoy, fans were questioning whether Rutherford was senile. Lovejoy was a big piece in the 2016 Cup run. Heck, the list goes on and on. Ian Cole was a first-round pick who didn't work out in St. Louis. He was a healthy scratch at times. He's been excellent here. Jim Rutherford's the defenseman whisperer. 412-333-9939. 412-333-WXDX. Sponsor for this segment, Chapino's Restaurant and Cigar Bar. 412-333-9939. Let's go to Scott and Baldwin next up on the show. Hello, Scott. Hey, what's up, Adam? How's it going? Good, dude. Good. Hey, I you made an amazing case for uh, Phil Kessel at, like being added to everybody's guys who are awesome who look like me list. Like I keep like do you keep a list like that? Like guys who are awesome who also are you know pudgy and balding and awkward. No, but I kind of look like Connor Sherry, and one time I pretended to be him to get free drinks in Delaware. But that's not really what you're asking. <laughs> No, that kind of works. Like guys think that Connor Connor Sherry's awesome, and so you made it happen. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a great case that you made with uh, with Castle because like he just he, he is he's just like he's just a dude. He's a dude, like, man. He looks he's like, dude, he's like he's like guys like Patton Oswalt or Brian Postain, guys that are just like oh these guys are haggard and awful and they have so many weird idiots. Phil Kessel Phil like, Kessel looks like he smells. Like, Phil Kessel looks like a guy who you wouldn't want to sit next to on the tee. Phil Kessel looks like your uncle. That's why you can root for that guy, and thanks for the call, man. Sidney Crosby's great, but Phil Kessel looks like me. Sidney Crosby looks like the guy that if your girlfriend broke up with you and you saw him going out with that guy, you'd be like, oh, my God. And jump off the Clemente Bridge. I don't got a chance. Malkin's a superstar. Kessel just is a guy who should probably wear a hat more often. 412-333-9939. The Penguins should not trade Tristan Jari. Marc-Andre Fleury for years gave the Penguins 55 and 35. 55 wins and 35, or pardon me, 35 wins and 55 games every single year. For a decade plus. Matt Murray has had success in the playoffs. Matt Murray's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. But guess what? He's never given the Penguins that. He's done that exactly zero times. Two years ago, the Penguins entered the playoffs against the Rangers. They started the series with Jeff Zatkoff in goal. They needed Murray and Flurry and Zatkoff to hoist the cup. Last year, the Penguins needed two goaltenders to hoist the Stanley Cup. I'm all about winning now. F the future. You only got so much time with Sid and Gino. Some are arguing, though, that you don't need Jari because he's more of a piece for the future. No, 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 no. That's overvaluing Casey to Smith. Many will say to Smith played well, so flip Jari, make to Smith the backup. No, 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 no. Keep Jari around because he, like Murray, has pedigree. To Smith, does not. He's had success in the minors. He's a good player, but he could just be a flash in the pan. I'll bet on pedigree every single day. I also say that you need Jari for now because. He can step in and win games if Murray goes down. Something that Murray's done far too often. For all the good things Murray's provided, he gets nicked all the time. Last year, his hamstring snapped in half. 
when the playoffs were about ready to begin. Hell, his hamstring snapped in half as he was warming up for the playoff game. If the Penguins want to win a Stanley Cup this year, they can't count on Matt Murray's health. I know that they can count on him if he plays, but you can't count on him to play. That's why you keep the young man with pedigree. And that's why you say, Casey DeSmith, sorry, man, but you don't got that pedigree. You could just be a flash in the pan. Up next, it's the Hockey Night Show. I think Ian Cole is also indispensable. What say you? And one thing I agree and disagree with Madden on as it relates to the Penguins' cup chances. Give me Penguin calls only, 412-333-WXDX. Jason Mackey will join at 545. It's Adam Crowley filling in for Mark Madden on Pittsburgh Hockey Night, 105.9 The X. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman on your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk, 105.9 The X. Still me, Adam Crowley, filling in for Mark Madden. It is the Hockey Night Show, presented by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Whip just said that. I have a bad habit of repeating things. Got this tweet from Jill. Give Gonchar credit. He discovered Alexiak when he was in Dallas with him. Very enjoyable show. Show has been enjoyable. Thanks for making it fun. You're right about Gonchar. And you're not the first person who tweeted that to me today. That's absolutely the case. Gonchar is very good, as is Jacques Martin. Jacques Martin doesn't get the credit he deserves, but he's a very good defensive coach, and he has certainly helped turn these guys around. Here's what you should expect from the Penguins' top six tonight against Dallas. Gensel, Crosby, Rust. Haglin, Malkin, Kessel, Connor Sherry is expected now to play. Dominic Simone was moved to the fourth line. It appears as though he's turned back into a pumpkin. Mark said on his show yesterday that the Penguin stars need to carry the Penguins to their third straight Stanley Cup because they don't have the depth that they've had over the last couple of years. I'll agree and disagree there. When healthy, the Penguins can put Phil Kessel on their third line, which is what I would prefer, and... Yes, he is a star, like Madden said. He's second in the National Hockey League in points, for God's sake. But having a star on each line does mean that the Penguins have depth. Not to mention, with Cherry and Hornquist healthy, and maybe the addition of another forward at the deadline, that could push Brian Russ back to the fourth line, which would create future depth. I mentioned that there's one guy that I think is indispensable for Pittsburgh now, and I didn't believe this all year long, but I have believed in it now. Ian Cole's got to stay in the lineup, and you can't trade Ian Cole. Yeah, he's got an expiring contract, but you're going to need some money to be moved out if you want to get Hornquist back in the fold for next year and beyond. He's the Hornquist of the defense core for me. He does things that other defensemen don't do. He drops down the block shots. He's very good at it. He's great on the penalty kill. He's not afraid to drop the mitts if need be. Not that you need so much to care about that. But he does things that the rest of the defense corps can't do, and he's better than Matt Hunwick. Considerably better. Keep him in the lineup. Now, as for that depth, I got a tweet earlier talking about the Penguins needing to acquire some cheap depth. I've discovered that I now want the Penguins not to get a center, but to just get a really good wing, a cheap one, and a guy who's a rental. And this guy comes to mind. Michael Grabner, New York Rangers. Plays both wings. He's fast. Real fast. One of the fastest in the National Hockey League. And he's got a remaining cap hit only of $505,000. The Penguins have 
about $800,000 to squeeze someone in. If you put him on a line with Phil Kessel, that makes that a scoring line. I don't care who the center is. And then you add Matt Cullen as your fourth line center. Cheap. You know what the guy will give you. And he can move up and down the lineup too. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying this is a rumor. I'm saying it makes me go from 6 till midnight. Thinking about Michael Grabner. In that lineup with Carl Hagelin and Phil Kessel. The way that they can skate. I don't care who the pivot is. If it's Riley Shane, he'll be enough of the defensive factor there that he'll help take care of business on that end. And Grabner and Kessel, up and down, up and down, up and down. And then that forces Brian Rust onto the fourth line. And my God, then we've got your depth. Up next on the on the Hockey Night Show, it's Jason Mackey from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on 105.9.